0: This is David Nett from Gold, and you're listening to Stolen Droids podcast. Should it be the Stolen Droids? It's just Stolen Droids, right? Hello, and welcome to episode number one ninety nine.
1: This is Colin. I'm Zonner, and I'm Zook, and we almost threw you, Colin. We all had you oh, that time. Just, just about. Schmitty is out with um, with some Hantavirus virus or, or whatnot again. He said he must have like some kind. Of, <laughs> he said it was. Colin's the flu. always dying. <laughs> I really just want to kill him off right now. <laughs> no, well, I'm pretty sure it's Ebola, so he'll probably die during the night. Okay, so um, if you are just now joining Stolen Droids Podcast, for the first time ever, you may be worried about what you just heard, but and don't worry. <laughs> We're not actually serial killers, but Colin has died many times. I am a um, zombie. Yeah. Schmini never actually dies. He is just like permanently contagious with like some third world flu. Like, Fifth World.
2: That was thought to be extinct in the 1700s.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but miraculously appeared. The bubonic plague. The Schmitty variant. Um, Okay, so this is the episode for the week of Monday, January 19th, from Martin Luther King Day. Yay. <laughs> I do <have> it off. <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
2: I don't. Uh, well, I am taking the day off work. I'll be in San Diego partying it up. At, I think I'm going to the zoo on Monday.
1: Yeah, you're the only geek who goes to San Diego saying he's going to party it up, and he means the zoo, and not like yeah. all
2: age. Hey, hey, let's not forget so, Legoland! Yeah! Dude, are you going to Comic-Con? No, Legoland. Oh, totally I'll, I'll f- be at, I'll be at Comic-Con Fan X the w- following week. No, Never you fear. It's oh, going to yes. be sweet.
1: Yeah, so uh, Salt Lake City uh, Comic-Con fan experience is going to be the following week, and I don't have the dates right in front of me. It's
2: thursday friday uh, and saturday the 29th 30th and 31st of january salt palace convention uh, center
1: the guest roster is up we got matt smith we got we got a, a good who experience going who like we sound Piper, like we're advertising but
2: who?
0: karen gillen uh, uh felicia day yeah that wasn't creepy at all colin good she's job a, there she's a goddess Morena Baccarin. Oh.
1: <laughs> are you gonna walk up to felicia day can i nibble on you <laughs>
2: I just want to sniff your hair. <laughs> just,
0: just, just, one nibble, please. I just want to brush it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not going to be creepy at all. Well, now that she's short-haired too, the, the brushing experience would be far diminished. Now, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to do the interview,
0: guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you are the only single one out of us. It's probably actually better if you do. Probably. <laughs> I'm not. I'm totally not hitting on you. I'm married, uh, and I and nope. I love her. Yeah, not creeping promise
2: not, and, and I, you know when you end up putting your arm around her you just blame it on your Tourette's it just twitched all the way oh, up over sorry I twitched and uh, whoops this
1: is why ladies sit to the right of him
2: because <laughs> I'll get
0: punched hey my left side does it too <laughs> <laughs> it's not one-sided here guys I thought it was only
1: your left side and, huh? and I oh. was really tempted to take that into a really horrible place Oh, I know you were. <laughs> you saw that look cross my face uh-huh. there. Okay, so before we scare anyone else off, shout out to our friends over at 4814 Web Hosting, the best WordPress host on the planet, nay, in all the seven realms. Um, wow, I I built that up <laughs> that so high, I don't know so what to say awesome. next. <laughs> also, shout out to all of our radio friends, including Stitcher.com, TruckRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, Radio KSCR. All of them. We just love you all. And also Eagle Moss Limited. And cake. We're brought to you by cake tonight, because I'm on a whole ton of sugar.
2: (laughs) cake is a lie. I want cake.
1: We just got a new shake place here in town, uh, and I got their flavor of the day, and it was Boston cream pie. And my shake tasted like a Boston cream pie. And after eating that much sugar, I could kind of see through time. (laughs) It was
2: awesome. Wow, now I feel like a freak now, because I went and I bought protein bars tonight. Yeah. You buy ice cream, I buy protein. What the heck?
0: It all keeps us I in shape. I bought Puckabell.
1: A rhombus is a shape.
2: <laughs> Circles are shapes. Yes.
0: Bell was a much better idea than your guys'. Oh, yeah, totally. Just saying. Hey,
1: um, we're, we, we've vamped here for a while, but we should bring up uh, Dr. Squishy over on uh, the Moving Picture Show has this great thing where he's offering to let people suggest music for his show. And if you've listened to the past couple episodes, he's had some different um, artists send in their music, and he's put it on as his intro and outro. You may have also noticed that we have changed our intro and outro to kind of a funkier kind of song there, and um, I just now let Colin and Zonner in on what that music is from, and I uh, am putting it out there. I hereby award a 100 geek points to anyone who writes in feedback at com and tells me where that music's from. If you can identify what that music's from, 100 Geek Points to you. You get the Geek of the Day card, okay? So, uh, again, feedback at com. Let us know. Um, or give us a call at 801 geek Someone did call in this last week. Uh, they didn't give a bit of the feedback. They said, um, hi, is this Matt? Hello? Click. So that probably wasn't meant for us, but if you want to give us a call, we'll put your message on the air.
2: Well, and I was going to say, too, that if, somebody gives gets the the music right the source of it i think you should also give them an uncomfortably long hug if we happen to see them at fanx
1: yes um we did get some feedback and i feel really bad um we got some feedback like two weeks ago actually from uh, matthew keener matthew thank you for writing in um and you have to understand the context of when he was writing this this was uh episode 197 uh and he says stolen droids now with more offensive Keep it up.
2: Yes, he likes our offensive. <laughs> Boo
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really sorry for missing that feedback last week. I got just this huge flood of emails from everyone at CES, wanting, hey, review this. Did you stop by and see us here? We have back massages. And I've literally just now cleaned out my inbox. I had 700 unread emails from vendors and PR people, and so your message, your email, kind of fell into the um, the unread. Horde as it was. Wait, there was no. back massages. Oh yeah,
2: dang! And remind me again why we didn't go to CES.
1: <sighs> oh yeah, because it's totally Should worth not. driving six hours, spending all that money for a back massage. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would kill for a back massage right now. <laughs> Just saying,
1: ladies, he's single. Mm-hmm. He'll nibble you a little bit. You give him a back <gasps> massage. Anyway.
2: And Zuko throwing an uncomfortably long hug for everyone.
1: It's the Colin Dating Hour Show. Hey. Um, we got a really weird headline lineup up this week, so let's jump right into it. First up, you may have seen some headlines going around this week or some warnings that Windows 7 is no longer supported. That's kind of funny. Isn't it just last year they finally got rid of Windows XP? When did Windows Vista stop being supported? Well, it's only partially true. See, Microsoft has been trying to get rid of Windows 7 as much as possible. And push everyone on to Windows 8.1, getting them ready for Windows 10. Still a stupid name. The problem is, is that Windows 7 is still so popular, and so many people don't like Windows 8, that they've had to start doing this in phases. You may notice that it's already impossible to buy a retail copy of Windows 7 from stores, and that a lot of computers don't ship with Windows 7. And even HP, that famously allowed you to downgrade to Windows 7 when buying a new computer, they don't do that anymore. Well, this is the official end of mainstream support. However, I don't see this as being such a big deal. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are panicking about it. I don't really see this as being a huge thing. I don't either. Most people Yeah, most people who would need support don't call support. They
0: go to Geek Squad, you know.
2: <laughs> or they call their well, home help desk.
0: Yeah. There's honestly so many businesses that are still running XP. I mean, it's ridiculous. Even though they know that there's these huge security threats with it, and they're still offering somewhat of support for it, even though it's unsupported. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the funny thing is, is that Windows 8 is not the huge success that Microsoft wanted. Currently, it's only running 9% of the PC market, which is funny because it's still almost double... All of OS X market share at 5%, but even XP is still at 18% of the market.
2: That's just messed up to me that an OS that old is still so dominant in the marketplace. It shouldn't. I mean,
1: remember... I mean, look at it this way. Do you know how old the Xbox 360 is? Is it five uh, I years? think it's at least five or six. It was the most... Popular, most successful, and longest running home console in history. So much so that even though the uh, Xbox One launched, Microsoft couldn't kill off the 360. In fact, it had to just release a new version of it. It was originally launched in 2005. That old? 10 years. Wow. Yeah, almost 10, ten. years. The 360? The 360. November 22nd, 2005.
2: Well, that's only nine years. But
1: but (laughs) the thing is, is that (laughs) XP had the same problem. XP launched, what, 2000, 2001? Something like that. And people used it for so long that they didn't want to have to get rid of it. It's just what they always knew. And why even upgrade your computer if it still runs the latest OS for so well?
0: Well, and the biggest thing, at least for the consumer market, was they didn't want to move away from from Windows XP because they were so afraid with things that were being said about Windows Vista and then it completely changed the way that it looked and so that frightened users. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and it, it's it's just crazy to me. But the long story of this is, I mean, the, the long view is that, yes, Windows 7 support is ending, but it doesn't mean that suddenly Windows 7 is getting the same axe XP did. Microsoft is still putting out security patches for it. They're still covering it and supporting it. They're just not offering customer service, meaning that if you have a problem with your computer, you call into their helpline, pay an hourly rate, and someone walks you through something, which, frankly, I don't know if anyone actually still does that anymore.
2: I'm sure someone does, or else Microsoft wouldn't keep doing it, though, the way they do. We have do. this thing
1: called the Internet now. You can use that to find the same answers as Microsoft <laughs> is going to charge you for. But is like, used- is
2: Grandma really going to click on the blue E and enter in some long hex code, trying to figure out why she just got a blue screen of death? Is is Grandma going to call up a call center
1: who can tell her how to rewrite her boot manager to get back into her OS? No, so she's not going to do either. Okay? She's going to go buy a new she's, computer. She's going to get her she's grandson to come talking. over and
0: fix it. Yeah.
1: You know, if she has a family who still loves her, they're going to come over and fix it. And if she doesn't, it's just going to become that thing that she puts the plant on. Okay, you know, I last called Microsoft support. And I was supporting Windows 95. Okay, and there wasn't an internet for me to go look stuff up on. I had to be on the phone with them for three hours while we rebuilt the system partition table.
2: You know, that makes sense back then. You know, not so much anymore. I think the last three or four times I've called them has been due to licensing issues. I've had legitimately purchased products. Uh, I think it happened with Office 2010 and 2012. Uh, 2013. I don't know. Whatever the numbers are, you don't have an. You don't have a Mac. No, you don't have Office 2012. Uh, d- 2008 maybe was there an office 2000 I can't remember the there, last two versions were. before 2013 Duke,
0: I, I hate to correct you but there is no office 2012 for Mac really it's 2011 and oh. then it jumps up to 2015 but I, you just got
2: Mac son
0: <laughs> but that sounds so dirty <laughs> <The> last, <laughs> he'll
2: Mac on you and nibble. Oh, wait. oh but anyways the last oh, two or three oh versions dear. of office that I've had I purchased legitimately and the keys expired and so I would get a new system, try and put it on. I'd have to call Microsoft because my key had already been used. They say no, this key is no longer valid. It has expired. It has an expiration date built into it. That's cold, man. You can't do that, Microsoft. If somebody buys I'd something, paid don't put for a, time a Microsoft bomb.
1: product in five years, and all my copies of everything are legitimate. Don't you love gotta, that? Got to know how to play the system. Yeah. Uh, and and when people, just so you know, when I say legitimate, this isn't a wink wink legitimate. No, they are actually legitimate. I just know how to work the system, and no, I won't tell you, and no, I won't give it to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> jerk. We talked a bit about Apple. Let's talk about Apple patents. We haven't done this for quite a while, but they released, well, they, they didn't release. They filed for and were granted a patent for a wearable camera. Okay? Kind of like the Sony cam you've seen, or the, uh, the GoPro, or its many knockoffs. And what's really funny is the fact that as soon as the patent was granted, GoPro stock fell 12%. Like, that was enough to just send people running for the hills.
2: Which makes sense, because, you know, if you're going to... Apple's a big name. Apple's a major player. If they just got a patent, they're getting in the market. They're going to provide some serious competition for GoPro. Why wait until GoPro's the BlackBerry of the portable camera business? I don't think it ever will be. I don't either. I, I, think th- I think they'll either buy up
1: a competitor or sell out to a competitor before they ever hit that point. And the only reason I say that is because GoPro launched on the scene only a small handful of years ago. And they have consistently upped their game and brought out new, exciting hardware and increased their capabilities. And they know how to market. And they're in everywhere. I mean, they're used by all the big names and small names now. We use a GoPro at some of the different events. You know. If you want a drone, you get a GoPro. If you were on Mythbusters, you use a GoPro. They are cheap enough and easy enough to use and easy enough to edit the the video that they've just become synonymous with personal video. Apple on the other hand, I mean when you think of active lifestyle, you don't think of an Apple product. I'm not I'm not trying to troll bait here. This isn't my goal here. But person using motocross down a ski slope in summer. GoPro. Not an iPhone strapped to your chest.
2: Maybe an iPad strapped to your chest if you're a 60-year-old person. <laughs> oh, the, the iPad helmet mount. Is just up there. <laughs> like. I
0: can't tell you how many tourists I see that are just like, hey, look at my camera. And they've got this huge iPad that they're carrying around with them. A helmet mount for an
1: iPad. You look like you had Yosemite Sam's hat It's like on. a sail. this huge <laughs> Until you hit a branch. No, I mean, the most active, the closest thing to an active lifestyle an iPhone gets is mom's yoga day. Okay? That's about it. And I'm I'm not saying Android or Windows Phone is any better. The the point is, and the reason why Sony has their own dedicated cam is because these wearable cameras are dedicated. They are specialized for this. It's what they're built for. Now, can Apple do this? Sure. Yeah, they, they have resources, right? will apple do this? probably not. That's that's not even a market they've ever come close to touching on. And it should be noted and in fact this uh, this article on Mashable does point out that Apple patents a lot and a lot of it never comes to light. They patent it in case someone else comes up with it and then they can sue them. Yep. Oh, speaking of Apple and patents, and this isn't in um This isn't in the show notes. I should find it. But uh, uh, Apple is suing Qualcomm, saying that uh, in different areas of the world, Qualcomm puts forth these restrictions and license fees that aren't even needed to make the system work. And so they're suing Qualcomm for it. Which, on one hand, I totally think is probably legitimate, except for the fact that no one else is jumping on that bandwagon with them. So I think... And then... Qualcomm is countersuing Apple for reasons that aren't yet disclosed. I think there's just some kind of pissing war going on back and forth. There. So
2: are they saying that Qualcomm just locks stuff down for the sake of locking it down?
1: It makes you pay the licensing fee to prove that your stuff is compatible with it.
2: Interesting yeah. that Apple, who likes to lock stuff down for the sake of locking it down, has to make
1: you pay for it through their. Channels. Yeah, has
2: their panties and a bunch over that. I, I like that. Oh, the irony. well speaking Um, of patents we got blackberry samsung patent news
1: yeah um this was interesting wasn't it Uh, rumor came out uh earlier this week uh anonymous sources not the anonymous just anonymous sources who quote were familiar with the matter i want to know what qualifies that uh, you know, when you, when you say I'm familiar with the matter, does that mean I have know what a blackberry is and it's delicious?
2: It's the guy that works at the Seven Eleven down the street from uh, <laughs> Blackberry's headquarters in Waterloo.
1: Yeah, he always comes in. They always get the bananas and slurpees. Always the banana slurpees. You know, it's like a car saying that's that, that the, best the car wine. company. Yeah, it's like the car company saying that it's number one in its class. What class is that? Cars with that name. <laughs> Anyway, there was talk that there was a $7.5 billion buyout on talks between Samsung and BlackBerry. Samsung was looking at buying BlackBerry for $7.5 billion. It has since come to light that this is not happening. This isn't even... um, This is just rumor. It's pure speculation. But here's the... For and against this actually being speculation, okay? Here's a point against it. Currently, uh, if you were to... Add up everything that BlackBerry is worth, it wouldn't be worth $7.5 billion. That's not just me being a naysayer of BlackBerry, as I often am. It's the actual market value. Currently, their stock price trades at uh, $9, a little over $9 at the time of this recording. $7.5 billion would be paying BlackBerry the equivalent of $15.50 per share. That is well above the market price. That is Obscenely above the market price, which is probably a point against this being an authentic you know, rumor. However, even if they were in talks, and when this rumor came out, stock uh, for, for BlackBerry raised like 30 percent, like people were like, "Oh, buy Blackberry, buy back, buy Blackberry." Wow, that's a bad combination of words to say. If they were in talks and the talks fell through. And they decided not to move forward with it, maybe for legitimate reasons, maybe stupid reasons. Who's to say they wouldn't come out and admit that, yeah, we had this opportunity to make all this money and we decided not to, because then the stocks wouldn't go back down to where they were before. They would plummet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If BlackBerry was forced to come out and tell everyone, yes, Samsung offered to buy us, but during the discovery process, they discovered they wouldn't want to touch us with a 10-foot pole, that tells investors, hey, maybe I don't want to touch them with a 10-foot pole either. And everyone's out of the pool.
2: There's no good ending there for BlackBerry.
1: Right. Now, it's also possible that they were in talks, but not to buy out the company. Samsung's and their Knox security is already licensed to use BlackBerry's enterprise server. It's one of the few, if not only, third-party phones that can use BlackBerry security. So it's possible they were just talking about using more patents or having a tighter partnership. Who's to say?
2: Yeah, I'd be interested. I could actually see Samsung buying up BlackBerry for the patents. I, I That makes perfect sense to me. But, but not to pay that not much. Not to pay that much. You're exactly right. I mean, maybe like $12, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not $7.5
1: Well, okay. So let's say that they're still trading at 9 okay, when, they're talk- when they do buy them out. I would say to bump it up to $11.5, 11 dollars a share, the equivalent of. That's enough to make everyone happy, but they're still saving some money in the long run. A rumor that they're buying them out at $15 a share? Uh-uh. Not happening. That's you're talking about two thirds above the market value. No one's gonna spend that money. And even Blackberry employees don't spend that kind of money as a tweet showed this week.
2: Yeah, I think see I this? think that's awesome. There was a tweet that got sent out um from BlackBerry's official Twitter account. Um I guess that yeah, their their official Twitter account, I guess that's what it would be called. And it had a little thing down at the bottom of it sent via Twitter for iPhone, I believe it said. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Now, we know Alicia Keys did that, but she was really just, like, paid... Hacked. She
1: was hacked, remember? Well... Someone hacked her f- hacked her account and added the Twitter for iPhone. Now she sent out official tweets. Yeah. Oh, how could they... Uh, yeah
2: yeah i I love the i'm looking at i sorry, it took a minute for the tweet to pull up um they since deleted it, but it 's the internet, so it 'll live on forever. Keep up the conversation on Twitter, and then they had an Instagram picture of a blackberry with Twitter pulled up sent by Twitter from iPhone i just I love that Blackberry cannot do anything right. No, Well,
1: uh, this is kind of interesting, and I didn't realize this, but remember, what was it, like six months ago, we were talking about that black phone, just simply called the black phone, and it was built in such a way that if you tried to tamper with it, it would self-destruct, and we're like, that's a really interesting idea, I don't know, how would, how would a company do that? It turns out it was developed by BlackBerry, so it's totally obvious how they would do it. <laughs> If you try and tamper with it, if you try and open it up, if you introduce it to water or in any form, including vapor, if you try to use it as a phone or an MP3 player, or if you look at it too hard, it will
2: self-destruct. Genius! They could just take their billion-dollar stock and just give it straight to the government. However, you can put it in your pocket without it exploding, which you can't say for the Samsung phones.
1: This is true. This is true. They they it self destructs. It does not actually explode.
2: Yeah, yeah. which is it. I, it's more like a, sh- and a little smoke escapes as opposed to flames and. <laughs> you know I will say
1: this: Blackberry phones have the self destruction thing down. Apple phones shatter. Samsung phones explode. HTC phones just stop working entirely. And Windows phones never get off the shelf. So in that way, blackberries really do have the self-destruction angle
0: down pat. No one else can quite match. So I had a user that finally decided, hey, let's finally get off our our BlackBerry and switch to an iPhone. So after I switched them over to that, I decided, hey, let's uh, let's test out this BlackBerry for a little bit. So I began chucking it all around the room, slamming it on desks, playing catch with it, and it actually held up really well. Oh,
1: yeah. I had a BlackBerry Bold 9900 that I had to use for a while. And uh, physically, the thing was built quite well. And, and I wrote a review of it on stolendroids.com. You can read. I actually really liked that uh, faux leather back that it had on it because I could put it down on my dashboard in my car or somewhere and it wouldn't slide around. It yeah. was really comfortable to hold. However, that has never been the point. The point is the software is a joke and it didn't withstand the thought of water without crapping out on me. Um, hey, speaking of phones, and this one's really interesting. Um, we've talked about it many, many times, but it looks like it's going to be a reality. Google's Project ARA. A-R-A. I, I misspelled that the first time. Schmidt had to correct me right before he contracted uh, Hanta. It's the modular phone. You guys remember this? Yes. Uh, yeah. You
2: put it together like Legos.
1: Yeah. I love this phone. I love this phone. Uh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Anyone ever play Mech Warrior? Yeah, okay, the Omni-mech, okay, this big 60-ton, 60 60-to-100-ton 60 mech that you could load out with your own weapons and uh, your own engine and um, heat sinks and ammo and whatever, okay? Yeah, I know, I'm a geek. It's like the phone version of that. I don't need a super nice camera. I barely need a camera at all. I re- I use my camera for note-taking when I'm too lazy to write something down. I snap a picture of it. So, Don't put a camera. Instead, I want really, really, really fast processors and fast graphics. That's what I want. I don't even need a lot of storage.
2: But if you don't have a camera on your phone, how do you take pictures of your sushi for Instagram?
1: It just means I have to eat it faster. Okay. So in Project Aura, it means that since you do have control over those components, I can put no camera on there and put in a secondary coprocessor or an advanced dedicated graphics chip or maybe more battery space or who knows what else. Beautiful. And we've talked about this for a while. Well, Google has announced that they will be launching a test market using Project Aura, which is so exciting. I can't wait to get my hands on one, but I'll have to because they're launching it in Puerto Rico.
2: Which makes sense, because if it's a complete failure, they can sweep it under the rug a lot easier yes. in Puerto Rico than they can in... Te-
1: the phone is leaking out to the public. Liquidate the island. <laughs> just, like, glass it. Yeah, I mean... Coven- they, they glass it Covenant
0: style. <laughs> Can't get away with that in the States. It's okay on Puerto Rico, should, though. They could always just go and bury it with all the ET cartridges. They just sink the island.
2: You know, they had, they had two real options here, as far as test markets go. Puerto Rico, North Dakota. (laughs) For isolation value? That's, I mean, either way, if you have a leak, nobody's really going to find out about it.
1: This is true. If someone tries to leak, they can just drop the glass dome over them all Stephen King style.
2: Or just put up the chain link fence and send them up to Canada.
1: You know, I, and I won't, I've never been to Puerto Rico, okay? But when I... Think of Puerto Rico or any Caribbean island. The last thing I think of is, hmm, this is probably a test, a subject rich environment for a test market.
2: You know, but maybe I'm wrong. Having known a little thing about beta testing and test markets, I can tell you it's Puerto Rico sucks, sucks hard, (laughs) sucks hard. In fact, pretty much anywhere outside of the US or Canada sucks pretty hard. UK is okay. France and Germany are all right. India is okay depending on what you're testing. But anywhere Latin America, Caribbean, yeah, you're you're not going to have an easy go. Maybe they just wanted a challenge. I sure. <laughs>
1: now, something I want to know and this is about Project Aura, and I kind of wish Mitty was on here to, to answer this, because if anyone has an answer, it'd be him. But maybe he doesn't even know yet. Remember when there was the whole issue of Mac performance versus PC performance? And Macs, Apple would say, well, Macs perform faster than PCs, and PC enthusiasts and Microsoft would come back and say, that's because Macs are specialty built and they can only use that hardware versus PCs that you could install anything into and Windows will accept it, right? There's there's the, uh, a performance penalty that you naturally take on in software when you're expected to support everything. If you have an operating system that is so built just for your hardware, they can optimize it. They can cut out all the fat. They can make it run just perfectly on that hardware and that hardware alone. That's how phones work now. You know, um, Even the same phone across different carriers has different hardware in it. Schmidty's G3 is different than my G3, even though they're both the LG G3. So my question is kind of this. How are Project phones going to run? Are they going to have that performance hit from having to support multiple different modules?
2: That's a really good question. I, I'm wondering if they'll have a limited number of modules to try and reduce that performance hit. I think there's
0: still definitely going to be a lot of third-party developers that'll come in and try to create their own modules to go on top of it. And... It'll be iffy on how, how well performance is going to be, but
2: yeah, I, I it'll be really interesting
0: do. to see what people actually come up with for it. Yeah, because yeah, it's almost a question of, like, okay, I bought the fastest
1: processor module possible for my phone, but it doesn't matter because the performance hit on it still keeps it in line with all the other phones out there. But I think Schmidt would probably be, have a better answer for this. I'll, I'll, wait. I'll, I'll wait on my judgment until he can tell me. Um, let's get to entertainment. No, let's stay on Google. I lied. We'll stay on Google. Fair?
2: That's fair. Google Google okay. us up, sir.
1: No no no. Um That was random, sorry. Google's Project Zero. We talked about it last week. Their um Team America their team Google World Police <laughs> Initiative. <laughs> um it
2: has nothing to do with North Korea. <laughs>
1: So in case you missed us talking about it last time, Google has this project called Project Zero where they police the world's software. And if they find a bug or a vulnerability or an exploit, they tell the vendor and they say, you have 90 days to fix it and get the fix out into the open. You have to fix it worldwide in 90 days or else we publicize it. Well, that doesn't really work in the real world. And Microsoft caught wind of that last time when a bug went live well i shouldn't say went live when google published how to exploit that bug
2: to the world before microsoft was ready with the fix yeah it's not just that they publicize the bug and make people aware of it they actually give the code they show you exactly what to do yeah they actually give you proof of concept code which you could copy and
1: paste into your own virus Thanks, Google. Well, they did it again this week, and this time we have more details on it because it turns out that Microsoft was aware of the bug, had been working on a fix for the bug, and had a scheduled release for the bug fix coming out. Now, if you're not familiar with how Microsoft does their security updates, they typically release the first Tuesday of every month. It's Patch Tuesday. All the big ones come out that day, and all security analysts in the industry know to look out for Patch Tuesday. You read through the patch notes. You say, does it supply to me? Do I want to use it? Sure. This isn't home user-level stuff. This is corporate environment. You have a CIO or an IT administrator or Colin and I as IT managers reading over these patches going, yes, this applies to us, we need to use it. Yes, this applies to us, but it will cause issues with this other software, so we can't use it. It's a big deal. Microsoft told Google, we have a fix for it. It's in the pipe. It will be released the first Tuesday of February. Can you please hold off on showing the exploit until then? Google said... No. And published it right then. Now, they didn't jump the gun. They were at the 90-day mark. But Microsoft was forced to then roll out a patch that they hadn't fully tested and didn't have it fully ready just because Google wanted to prove a point. And every... I think this is going to backfire for them horribly.
2: Well, you know, Google's whole motto of don't be evil, these guys have turned into just Pure evil with the way that they're going about some of their beh- some of their business and some of the stuff that they're doing. It's absolutely ridiculous the way that they are. They're they're kind of the bully on the internet in a lot of respects.
1: In this way, definitely. Um, and what's really dumb about this is the fact that to a home user or to someone who isn't in the know, this it seems. They're still David and Microsoft's Goliath, and they're trying to save the world one operating system at a time, and blah, 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 blah. If you understand how software development works, it's actually very complex. Incredibly complex. Sure, Microsoft might fix this bug, but it may introduce a worse bug somewhere else in the code, and so they can't use that fix. So they have to find a whole new way to rework what they were thinking. No, they didn't release buggy code. It's an exploit. You know, it's a vulnerability that didn't exist until now. You know, it's a whole bunch. There's so much more to it than people know. And it's hard to keep on top of them. So hard that Google actually isn't keeping on top of it. And news has come to light recently that um, Google has decided to endanger almost a billion Android users by not updating their source code. Well, that's not fair. And I can almost hear Schmidt's voice in my head jumping on me for that. Because that's not entirely true. But some background for you. Before Android 4.4, there was something called WebView. It's a core component of Android that is used to render web pages. Well, in earlier versions, it used, um, I want to say, it used the Safari version of WebView. And it was very vulnerable to allowing people to run X. Exp- um, code on your system without you knowing. It basically allowed them to hijack your phone using the web browser. Well, it's really vulnerable, like super super vulnerable. Google did release a fix. They called the fix Android 4.4. So if you're running 4.4 or above, you're safe. The problem is is that there are 900 million Android users who are not on Android 4.4 or above, and Google has flat out said they refuse to fix it. They will not support it anymore. They are out of luck. But if you want to, sub- if you want to submit a bug fix,
2: they'll happily take it. As they would, wow. you know. The thing that really stood out to me about this: there's still people on Froyo. I mean gingerbread still has seven point eight percent of the of the market that's two point three to two point three two point three point three point three point three to two point three point seven we're at five point right now some some people are running five point zero point two yeah i mean and to have almost eight percent of your market still be that old that's a that's a problem that's a problem Now, on one hand, and I'm going to give
1: Google the benefit of the doubt here, okay? Um, On one hand, yeah, there should only be a certain length of time a company can be expected to support hardware or support software. That's why Windows XP isn't supported by Microsoft anymore. It's too old. They can't keep developing fixes for it. So you know what? They don't want to support Froyo or Gingerbread. Sucks to be you, but you know what? That's a really old system. That makes perfect sense. Ice cream sandwich is only like two years old or so. Yeah, jelly bean. I mean,
2: it's not that old.
1: Yeah. Um. On also on that same hand, the pro Google hand that is. Uh, back then, they were kind of stupid. And the web view is part of the core OS. It's not a little program they can update. It's not a driver or a single API. It's actually part of the core OS, which means to get a fix out there, they would have to. Um, recompile a new version of Android OS, send it out to OEMs, to the, the to the phone manufacturers, get it through them to put their own little tweaks on it, you know, TouchWiz if you're Samsung, uh, stuff like that, and then push it out to users. It's a very long process. Um, and it's a process that's the same in KitKat as well. Google learned their mistakes and in Android 5.0, a lot of those modules were taken out of the core OS so they can update them on the fly without pushing you a whole new operating system. So I can understand why it's kind of why bother? Why bother trying to fix this if we're just going to run into resistance with the manufacturers anyway? But they could release something, a workaround, something that doesn't change webview but tells the phone not to use it anymore or or anything. This seems like just a huge middle finger. Am I wrong here,
2: or am I villainizing them? No, I don't think so. I think that they're being dicks about it.
1: I use a fancy word.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the guy that goes there.
1: I I just, I don't know. I find it incredibly hypocritical that they'd be so fast to point out Microsoft's flaws and then shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, we're not fixing this, deal Well,
2: Microsoft is the competition, and you've got to do what you can to make your competition look bad so you can make yourself look good, kind of like a bully would do.
1: Colin, no, you got in real close to your mic. I didn't know if you were going to say something or you're just playing Halo. I
2: did, and
0: then it totally just like spaced out. <laughs> you know that that's that, been one that, of those s- days. <laughs> yeah, you, know,
1: you know when you're playing a video game and you're lounging back, and then all of a sudden you get real serious and you get moved forward, and you know it just got real. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move to, on my to Halo Five now. moments lately. <laughs> um, you're on you're on Halo Five. It's called the beta. Oh, I hate you. Love you too. Okay, so CW. CW actually got some Golden Globe love for the first time. If you listen to Moving Picture Show, um, Dr. Squishy actually talks about it. For the first time, they got some Golden Glo- Globe love, and they should, you know, with Arrow and with The Flash and with, yes, Dollface, Supernatural. Um,
0: Supernatural. Girls
1: For Twilight fans. <laughs> you can send hate mail to feedback at StolenDroids.com. Um Anyway, they're going to get a new DC character in an animated form, and it's Vixen. Now, um, I-, I feel like I'm talking a lot here, so I'm going to hand this over to Zoner, who's more familiar with comics, because honestly, I didn't even know that was her name until I read this. I- I'm familiar with the character. I didn't even know it was her name until I read this article. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to think where we've seen her. Was she in Justice League Unlimited?
1: Yeah, she, she was. was. Okay, okay, because,
2: yeah. I mean, she's not a character that's like super popular from what I can tell I mean my kids aren't wanting to be Vixen for Halloween uh, but you know they want to be Spider-Man but you know I thought I, th- I find this very interesting that they're expanding this their superhero universe into cartoons and the Vixen cartoon will uh, for those who don't know Vixen it's some African chick who can turn into different animals or something like that um, but yeah kind of like Bravestar maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, she. so they're doing the the cartoon, which I think is probably smart considering the fact that you could do a whole lot more with animation for a lot less expensively than you can with CGI and live actors. At least that's what I am assuming here. Uh, and have it look really good and really believable. But they're going to have... Arrow and Flash, I mean, this this is all part of their universe. Which brings me to my point that DC does not know what the crap they are doing. I think this is a really good idea. Don't get me wrong. However, the fact that they refuse to mingle their TV and their movie universes and they're spreading their TV universes out across multiple networks that will never, ever, ever merge into one single universe, DC is high. However, I'm really excited. I'm for super this. excited because I'm a huge
1: fan of the uh, WB, the Warner Brothers animated features for DC. Okay, Son of Batman, um, Under the Red Hood, um, all all those different features. I think Batman Year One, they're excellent. They're so good. Yes, and if and if I could
0: get that every week, oh, I'm a happy boy. It'd <laughs> be
2: like watching Arrow every day. Be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I wonder if this is going to be like a Saturday morning show or if this is going to be uh primetime cartoon so that they can throw in all the kill, killing and sex parts like they do in the <laughs> it's on adult swim. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um in other entertainment news, Netflix was um this actually just updated today, so we'll first cover what it said originally. But Netflix was looking like it was gonna have to drop all BBC titles, including Doctor Who, Red Dwarf, um, Torchwood, and a bunch of other shows that I don't watch.
2: Copper. I tried to watch that. That's a dark show. Wow. And I love dark shows, but wow, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, luther though Um, luther is awesome
1: but um people were wondering what this means why are they abandoning netflix this is after battlestar galactica also abandoned netflix as well um but it turns out it was just simply that the bbc requires you to update your licenses they don't let you have their shows indefinitely it's kind of a you can have it for x amount of time then we need to renew the contract and they were simply at that contract renewal point so don't worry Doctor Who's still there.
2: Yes, they did. They did come to terms. And however, there are a few shows that are going away. Faulty Towers, Blackadder, MI5, and Red Dwarf will all be gone on February 1st.
0: I can tell you that if Doctor Who, for whatever reason, went away, there'd be a lot of upset Whovians that would just rage. The world would not be a happy place. They'd all
2: have to go over to Hulu Plus. Because they've got all the episodes on Hulu Plus. I'm not trying to be funny, but that is an awesome pun. But um, <laughs> Doctor Hulu Plus. Oh, that was so. Bad. Oh, jeez. But yeah, they they just have to go to Hulu Plus and deal with ten minutes of commercials for every eight minutes of programming. Be great. Yeah.
1: Why not? Just like on TV. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> um. In some kind of fun tech news, uh, President Obama came out, and, and I remember um, Schmitty coming out in uh, in President Obama's defense a, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week, about how much he loves Internet. And he does. He loves net neutrality. He loves Internet. He hates businesses trying to take over. And he actually came out against states. Because even though it's not the case here in Utah, where we are now, it turns out there are 19 state laws in the country that actually go out of their way to harm community broadband. Well, what's community broadband? We should quickly address that here. In Utah, where we live, there is a company called X-Mission, X-Mission was originally a community internet company, started up by some guy who then ran for governor. Didn't make it, unfortunately. I think he would have been awesome. I thought it was Senator. Maybe it was Senator. I don't even remember his name. Anyway, they have grown to become one of the best ISPs, but it's still local. It's only here in Utah, and it's excellent, and they make CenturyLink and Comcast run for their money. Okay. I live in a town that has a community broad uh, network. Our broadband internet and our cable TV are run through the city. We pay a small bill as part of our monthly utilities. We get really good internet, really awesome cable TV. And it's just available to residents of this city. Provo, Utah, not normally in the news, but had their own community broadband. In fact, theirs was a fiber broadband that was so ahead of its time that Google just recently, recently like a couple years ago, decided to roll out Google Fiber to Provo, Utah, because the infrastructure was already there. It was there five years ahead of the curve. So community broadband has a definite place, and it's a major threat against those entrenched broadband carriers. Cox Communications, uh, Time Warner, Comcast, you know who I'm talking about. So President Obama basically made a call, and he unfortunately can't enforce it. There's state laws, but made a call out to the nation to end those 19 state laws that actually inhibit or ban community internet. And if you're in one of those areas that has one of those laws, you should educate yourself about it, and you should also jump on board with that because your internet can only get better.
2: You know, just saying. I, I was actually thinking about this quite a bit the other day, and I think that the real solution to kind of putting companies like Comcast in their place is for individual cities to lay their own networks, lay their own fiber, and then lease that to whomever wants to use it. Because Comcast is laying their fiber. They're not sharing. And so they get into these places and they kind of have a monopoly in some areas because they won't allow these smaller companies who can't afford the fiber. But if a city government decides, hey, this is a... This is something that we need to invest in. Then you can have all sorts of companies come in and it's good for all the citizens in that city. I think it's it, it really is it really needs to. And I don't like government getting involved. But if government. OK, hey, if the government's already laying sewer lines and electrical lines and phone exactly. Lines, Why not we'll throw, throw some fiber line. down as well? Businesses love and it. And then they can lease it out or do whatever they need to. But if they've got the infrastructure there, I mean, whether you like it or not, the Internet's here to stay.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this thing's going to stick around. I think it's fine. Yeah.
2: It, it, <laughs> so, I mean... You, Just like 90s clothing, it always exactly. comes back. Hey, I was wearing a plaid shirt with a shirt underneath it today. T-shirt underneath it. Were you it, talking like Eddie Vedder? And jeans and I felt like it was 1993 all over again. Did you sure have they the weren't, leather- like,
1: multicolored pants? Did no. you have, like, the leather weave belt that you then looped back in on itself? I
2: didn't have that. However, I was listening to the Eagles Hell Freezes Over tour. Not
1: your Ace of Base?
2: No. Ace of Base is a lie.
1: We'll get into why, if anyone can actually name the song in our intro and outro. I won't give it away otherwise. Uh, other tech news... And this one's kind of still in the dark magic area of tech. Dark Beca- magic. Because- <laughs>
2: it's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Ha- the high warlock Elon Musk has spoken from his uh, wizard tower on high uh, and has said that they are- he has tweeted, he hath tweeted, that they are going to be building a Hyperloop test track likely in Texas. Hyperloop. We've talked about it. I'm still fuzzy on the whole thing. Schmidty tried explaining it to me. I think Schmidty's still slightly fuzzy on it too, but he has the best understanding of any of us. Um, you know those pneumatic tubes that you use in banks? Imagine sitting in one and being shot at 800 miles an hour.
2: Yeah, you go from zero to 800 miles in like a third of a second, which, you know, my wife, we were at Disney Disneyland a few years ago, and we were on the one roller coaster they have that has the loops that go through Mickey's ears or something at California Adventure. That's a power launch. I think you go zero to 60, like, right, no time at all. She got whiplash. If you go zero to 800, people's heads are going to be falling into the back seat.
1: Now, they say that uh, you will never experience more than a half G, which is actually less than um, you get on a commercial airline. I'm wondering kind of how that that works, because it just seems kind of weird.
2: I think it would be awesome if they could go full zero G.
1: I... So what, you float? Yeah. It involves it involves having a negative pressure in front of the, uh, the car and using air jets to push it along. All I know is that if we were going 800 miles an hour, we could get from Salt Lake City to Las Vegas in about a half hour. This is, of course, unless the oscillation over thruster drops us into the eighth dimension where John Lithgow tries to kill us. But that's you know the same thing happens on any other way you travel to. It's safe. that was a really obscure <laughs> quote. If anyone can get that it's one, it's
2: safer than a TARDIS.
1: It is safer than a TARDIS. You don't want to phase out and end up in an angel. Okay, um, I don't know. though. If you're going to Vegas, there's a lot worse ways than to end up in an angel.
2: But <laughs> this is this is just going so like horribly dirty in my mind. We probably better move on
0: before I say something that I ought not to say. I'm just so tired that I'm not catching any of it. (laughs) What? What? Innuendo? like, what? Did he just say, what? Wait a minute, was he referencing sex? (laughs) I don't
1: know. I'll catch it in post. (laughs) I'll catch it in post. (laughs) Okay, two more headlines. Then, uh, then we'll let you go, Colin, I promise. Great. First one, uh, Facebook for work. The idea of this is so laughable, but it's actually not bad. It's like Facebook, but you can do it at work. You ever have that office manager who wants to friend everyone on Facebook so they can all chat and share things about work? But you really don't want that person to know your Facebook page, and you really don't want them to have access to anything. So you don't want that. Well, imagine having a work profile, for Facebook, where the things you post are only available to people that you work with. Yeah, you might be a stickler and say, well, you could do that with the right security properties and privacy settings, but that's, let's face it, hard to do with Facebook, and they don't make it any easier. So they've launched this new thing that's currently in a closed beta, only certain companies have access to it. Your company can sign up for a Facebook account, and then you sign up and say, I'm a member of that company. They approve you, And let's say it's the three of us. Stolen Droids is a company. Stolen Droids has a Facebook account uh, for that. And we all say we're members of Stolen Droids. Things we post there are only available within the company. And things within the company, uh, people within the company, can't be seen. They can't see the other parts of your profile that aren't public. If you made it public, that is your fault. Anyone can find it. This is actually kind of ingenious. Because it's kind of like LinkedIn. Only no one actually wants to be on LinkedIn.
2: Well, it, it actually kind of reminds me of Yammer, which yes, yes, a good description oh, of, of that is Twitter for work.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hadn't even thought of that, but you're exactly right.
2: Yeah, there's a so, uh, there was also
0: oh, what was it called? Uh, Socialcast. Um, I can't remember who it was by though. Um, I want to say it was a VMware product. Hmm. But yeah, they, yeah, it was uh, by VMware, and they actually made their own social media layout. I actually used to use it. At a previous company, and it was it was pretty good for for a couple of things. It actually helped um, performance a little bit, as far as people were able to to easily share knowledge spaces without like spamming our email accounts. And uh, when we we had a pretty big IT team of like over twenty, and so it was pretty crucial that we don't clutter things and so it was nice in that aspect and then you could also put like different feedbacks or or give someone a positive feedback review from one of their client reviews and kind of build up their um, profile there I guess
1: cool well i i think this will work if they can do it right and they don't piss off any companies in the process because it's one thing to piss off your users and have everyone screaming about bringing back the old facebook layout it's quite another when other companies are calling for your head because an embarrassing comment went out to the public when it shouldn't have so i i kind of hope this one's a little bit more a little bit more uh thought through you know
2: that's gonna happen though And it'll probably be Blackberry that it happens to.
1: Or Sony, yeah. I can't wait for the headlines we get from it.
2: It's going to be awesome. And our
1: last one are Colin cookies. No, zombie cookies. Um, See what you did there? (laughs) Cookies. um, Those little things in your browser that track where you've been, what you've been looking at, and what you do. Um, You can delete them. You can control them. You can say, nope, do not track me. You can delete them from your system. Or you can let them expire. Unless you're a Verizon customer, in which they have a way to turn them back on and continue tracking you regardless, even if you told them, do not track. Yay, Verizon! It's used by Google, Yahoo, and Facebook to track what people are doing, where they're going, what they're browsing. Just know that anything you do online is tracked. And that's our headlines for the week.
2: Wow, that was kind of anticlimactic. Well, I didn't really think it through. Um, (laughs) Oh, dear. At least you're honest.
1: Mine comes to us again from Dr. Squishy. He sent this to me on Facebook, not for work. Uh, Top Gear is coming out with a new series. Uh, Again, just for clarification, if you're not familiar with the UK and how the BBC does things, when they say a new series, they mean a new season. It's, It's synonymous with our seasons. But they're coming out with a new one, and the trailer for it is done in Lego. Evidently, the Stig is still in parts. So they have to rebuild him. Uh, Hammond has fallen apart literally. Jeremy keeps falling asleep, and May has lost his hair. It is quite hilarious. They do the entire thing. It, it's wonderful. You should check it out.
0: Colin. Oh, hey, <laughs> <Darn> you Smitty. <laughs> you no, know, Smit dog was here. This would not have happened. a lot, Smit. Except that he'd be saying <sighs> the favorite you're about to say because it was his favorite <laughs> this true. Look at I this. he was thieved it. it. <laughs>
2: You thieved it, and then you blamed him. <laughs> That's how I roll. Sounds like a government thing. <laughs> All right, so, uh,
0: walk under the Aurora on Google Maps. So, basically, um, a bunch of people from Google decided, hey, let's spend six nights out in the freezing but cold, in the snow, and capture the Aurora using Google mapping software. Uh, and it actually looks really good. You can actually... Pretty much go right on the ice, and just look at it through all these different angles. Um, looked pretty sweet. Should definitely check it out. Um,
2: yeah, go awesome pictures. And when Colin is not here next week, we will know it is because Schmidt stabbed him in his sleep. And yeah. he, take my favorite. Will he you. will be busy regenerating for the episode the following week. Hey, we're supposed to be is celebrating next week.
0: That's right. Oh, can
2: I be a time lord?
0: We got episode 200 coming, guys. We do.
1: Colin's a freaking Time Lord. That explains it. does. That really does. You know nothing.
2: You We're know nothing. What, uh, is this the fifth Colin? Sixth Colin?
1: Maybe. <laughs> okay. Man, I loved it when Colin was played by Tom Baker.
2: <laughs> I think he just threatened us with a Nerf gun. I um, did just threaten you with a Nerf gun. <laughs> so my favorite this week is just douchebaggery at its feet finest. There is a company from Australia that has started up a way to prank your friends uh, or get revenge on them or show people that you truly do hate them with every fiber of your being by mailing them glitter like in an envelope with a letter. And we all know that once you go glitter you can never go no glitter because glitter gets everywhere and never cleans up, never disappears. Think you're all good, then somebody shines a light in the room, and you see that you've got glitter everywhere, and
1: suddenly you're at a rave.
2: Yes, but I think it's like it's about eight dollars, eight dollars and fourteen cents, roughly. And I I kind of want to do this to everybody that I know, just to just to be a jerk. We'll see. And see, unfortunately
1: here, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping, jumping in to something you were going to say, turns out that this lark of an idea that this guy had um, was much more popular than he anticipated. He has since taken the order form down off the internet saying, what is wrong with all you people? Why do so many people want to send glitter? And he's hoping to sell the website now because he just doesn't want to do yes. it. Uh, he, he was quoted as saying, you know how much you hate glitter, and that's why you're sending it out to people? Think about how much I've had to deal with in that time. Uh, to which a lot of people are not really sympathetic. Uh, one Redditor I
2: loved said, you made your glitter bed and now you must lie in it. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, I think it's a brilliant idea. But, yeah, that could you imagine that? He goes home from work every night covered in glitter. His wife thinks that he, like, stopped at the strip club because he's got glitter all over him. I'm doing it for you, sweetie. Well, it's kind of
1: like, you know, not to draw this out any longer, because we're already at the end of the show, but you remember when uh, Cards Against Humanity sent boxes of poop yep. out, and we said that we could do that for cheaper? I got thinking about it afterwards, going, yeah, but I wouldn't want to.
0: I would be exhausted. Yep. <laughs> I just don't have it in me. I've
2: eaten so much fiber.
0: J- there's, there's actually one review on here that actually blames his divorce on sending his wife this uh, for their one-year anniversary
2: that guy deserves to be divorced <coughs> sends his wife an envelope full of glitter for their anniversary. Yep. And on that happy note... That is our episode
1: this week. Again, let us know what you think. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call at 801 917 Uh Until next time, cheers. Peace out, me amigos. Good day.
2: This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.